0: I skulked around the monolithic hardware store late at night, going from aisle to aisle like a lost lamb. The faint smell of oil-based paints and workman's sweat filled the air as I wondered if the sausage sizzle vendors had packed up for the day, and if there were scraps to be found for my hungry mouth. As I wandered aimlessly I realized I wasn't sure what I needed, or why I was here. A day spent inhaling dust and noxious wood glues had rendered my mind a hollow box, all thoughts echoing around it like a lost whale's call. I stood staring at the enormous ceiling fans, entranced by their glacial whirring. What purpose they served was a mystery to me, though it took me to thoughts of ancient dancers sending loving vibes to Mother Nature and her children. A sharp bump in the back snapped me out of this sharpish, the man, dressed in garish and dusty day orange jumper, had found it fit to jam his trolley into my back. Out of the way, simpleton, he muttered. He carried the bravado of a man high on the revitalizing power of four cans of under-the-counter energy drinks. Stick to DIY tutorials on YouTube, your puppy doesn't need the playpen you're probably building him. Again, overwhelmed with his shotgun sense of confidence. I wanted to learn more about the man. Can you teach me? I asked him. My voice sounded weak, distorted by the looming racks of PVC piping all around me. Can you teach me to be like you? He scoffed in my face, his thick mouth opening to reveal the toll the energy drinks had taken on his teeth. A plume of ancient smoke seemed to leak out of his mouth, and despite not leaving any visible trail, its pungent odour worked its way into my nostrils. Me? Teach you? Oh, I get what you mean, he laughed, winking in a pattern that reminded me of palsy. Just meet me in the car park, privately, and we can sort something out. I sat on the curb of the small nature strip for some 14 minutes, playing with the wet pebbles and cigarette butts that littered the parking lot until I was blinded by the powerful lights of the man's vehicle reflected in a puddle. Get in, he barked. I approached the vehicle, and after navigating my way into his car on stilts, I took refuge from the drizzle inside the cab. Two crass men were laughing on the radio, their booming baritone voices derisively laughing about the latest happening in supposed woke media. Snowflakes, the driver laughed. Like real snowflakes, give them a single second of heat and they melt under the pressure. That's what Jordan Peterson says. I nodded, not knowing what this meant or who this was. He seemed happy with his insightful message to me though, as he pinched and unpinched the small tent in the front of his tracksuit pants. Women have their place in the world alright, he assured me, but there's a difference between us, right? I sat, silently playing with the toggle on my hoodie. Yeah, we all fulfill certain roles in society, and women, well, we know what they're for. We drove on in silence while he mashed the accelerator and jammed his foot on the brakes. We changed lane with wild abandon, never looking in either direction to check for would-be fellow drivers on the road. The lights bent and warped their way across the pools of water that had decided to stay in place overnight. My wife won't be there when we get home, he cheered, and there's a place where I can... You. The last words had a certain frisson to them, and while reaching for his cigarettes near the handbrake, his meaty hand made contact with my exposed thigh. I slowly shifted away from his dry hand grazings, and he laughed. The man said, It's okay, and laughed while lighting up his cigarette. We parked in the man's driveway next to a long race car like vehicle which carried a jet ski on the back of it. I noticed the two vehicles, as well as the car we were in, were all black with white racing print stripes down the length of them. She's still out, he said conspiratorially, but to be safe, let's go straight to the man cave. I was unaware that any houses contained permanent caves. In fact, they seemed built to defy nature. The man had a lot to teach me. We walked through his garage, which contained many posters dedicated to car racers of a bygone era. Strong, stoic types, like you, he laughed. We entered a room, enclosed with a wooden door that read, Mix Place, Red Pill Enlightened People Only, in an oddly calligraphic font. Inside the room, crude representation of beer flagons were illuminated in neon tubing plastered on the wall. Home away from home, he said while spinning on the spot, his arms outstretched. A man needs a place to be himself. His dizzying spin had an oddly childish tilt to it. He showed me the arcade console he'd purchased, a relic from his youth. He showed me a collection of fishing rods and their threatening hooks, none of which had seen the water yet, but he assured me they would soon. Crossing the room he opened the Jim Beam branded bar fridge contents of the fridge were a verdant nightmare, as the light bounced off the cans of energy drink that filled every available space. A glass of the golden syrup with a hearty serve of vodka, the way nature intended. He greedily got to mixing his drink. Nobody on the worksite understands who I am, really. Nobody. This is my inner sanctum. His happiness at this statement caused him to reach down for his manhood again and repeat his crab like pinching moves from earlier. Midway through guzzling his stein glass full of powerful elixir, he grabbed at his chest. I'm warm, he mouthed, and everything is feeling wrong. I took a step back. This wasn't the education on male abilities with tools I was expecting. His crab-like manoeuvre had now relocated to his chest, and his hand was spasming at his heart like a sentient Lucky Dip claw machine. For God's sake, help, he joked. I took notes mentally. What colours he wore, the lower than usual height of his pants, the thick beads of sweat emanating from the pores on his nose. Help, he gasped. With a final shudder on the floor, he coughed a white gob of sputum onto my jeans. As a reflexive move, I backed away and slowly raised myself from the cold floor next to his lifeless body and left the room. On the way out, I passed a woman entering the garage proper. Are you one of his special friends? She inquired. I didn't know what to say. I watched her fumble with her keys and the small child on her hip, and thought of the dog I was now realizing I'd left unattended at home. You could say that, I said, unsure of her meaning. Her eyes fell down to my crotch, and rattling the keys in frustration, she threw her head back, laughing, and announced, He's dead to me. Me too, I said. I walked down the driveway, confused on how to get home, or where I lived. A cry from the woman filled the night air sometime later, while I sat in the nature strip outside her house. Making new friends is difficult. This was no exception.